Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is January the 29th, 2021. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, unconfiscatable. This game is not rigged. Don't FOMO on altcoins. I am offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends watching this live on this beautiful day. How's everyone today? We've got you three awesome guests here. Best freaking guest in the space. Look at look at all four of us here, baby. It's going to be a wild one. Kaz Biko makes his uh, debut. Reed Womack is here. And Guy Swan, they both return to the show. Uh, we're going to start it off with Guy Swan. The, the biggest financial news of the year, it's been a short year, it's only been 29 days, is this uh, Wall Street bets thing that's that's going on. It is, it is wild. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different takes on, you know, there's, it's uniting people, it's dividing people. Uh, it can all be tied into Bitcoin and, and to the you know, kind of people's predictions for what was going to happen with the financial system, but uh, no one could exactly predict this. So, so guy, give us a, a will, and let me just read you something that Guy Swan uh, wrote that was uh, very inspirational here. Uh, what is here? Uh, God, what did what did you say? I, I have it written down. It was uh, it was from his podcast that he just did. Uh, what do you say? This is the war. One thing's the battle, and one thing's the war. I can't even find the quote here, dude. What was? What did you exactly say, guys? Oh, uh, uh, it was actually based on a a friend of mine who only recently, um, apparently, he's been kind of loose. I mean, I've been dropping breadcrumbs for like eight years. Uh, he's one of my best friends, um, and uh, he just recently has just been started texting me randomly about Bitcoin every time he hears about it. But he saw a meme on Instagram. Uh, and it's the title of yesterday's show, actually, that was released late at night, um, uh, that GameStop is the battle and Bitcoin is the war. Yes, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Well, explain to us what, what happened here um, with this uh, Wall Street bets. Okay. So um, Wall Street bets, uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows it's just a subreddit where a bunch of uh, stock trading degens get together and share ideas and talk about stuff and hate on each other and post their lost porn and all that good stuff. Um, and it's 2 million of uh, just crazy people now, actually. Uh, as of a week later, it's like 5.3 million of those crazy people um, because it's been a little bit busy recently. Um, but uh, so... This all started with uh, a discovery by, uh, what was it, Deep Value um, was was his name. And uh, he was, this person was buying uh, GameStop um, some time ago because its stock price had been falling and it was actually an unsustainable move. He was actually betting against some major players that were trying to manipulate the price down. Um, and so this leads to, there's something called short selling. And I explained it kind of like a, in, in the episode yesterday, I didn't, I was actually missing a critical component of it. I explained like kind of a short option and then tried to 
explain what a short sell was more uh, broadly. But basically, the idea is, is that if you borrow stock from somebody, and the, the company in question, the hedge fund in question that did this was Melvin Capital. And uh, if you, you can borrow stock and sell it on the market. So if I think the price of a stock is, is right now it's $10, and I think it's going to go to $1, I can borrow the stock from somebody and pay a little bit of interest um, and sell it for $10 and then sit on the cash, wait for it to fall to one, and then pay off my loan by buying it back at one. I made $9, right? Um, and all I had to do was pay whatever the interest was in between. That's a short sell. Um, and what deep value... Uh, noticed was that the short positions in GameStop, and this is actually something that um, this, this shows you just how rigged the whole system is, um, because this is something that has happened uh, for a long time. Uh, they even tried to do this with uh, Overstock back in the day to try to drive it out of business. Um, but it's, it's basically a way to put massive selling pressure against a company without having to back, back it with anything. And what he noticed was that 140% of the stock was sold short. What that means is that they're creating fake shares. They're creating paper shares that don't actually exist. And then betting, it's, it's, it's literally almost like inflating the stock. Like it's, it's, and it's, 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 ironically, it's how the foundation of our financial system works. It's basically the same mechanism is that they were pretending to they were borrowing shares that didn't exist just so that they could push the price down so that their other shorts were profitable. They're able to create fake shares and it's illegal. It's, I mean, if you just look it up on Investopedia, the first line is that naked short selling is an illegal practice that blah, blah, blah. Um, and but somehow, because they're all in this insider club and they all just rely on each other and they've set their own they set their own agenda and the po the politicians don't care as long as they get their pay i mean they're just the same so they're all in the same building right um is um uh that they get to they're just cheating they're just cheating they're just cooking the books um to uh push this stock price down and they've done this to bury the price and actually push companies out of business this has been going on for years like decades um and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as time goes on and so this guy, this rando on the subreddit noticed this and they were like, oh shit, we get short squeezed this guy. And uh, because here's the thing is that they have a ongoing liability. You know, the, the upside potential here is that oh, if it goes from $10 to $1, I make nine bucks. But the downside, like, so the most I could possibly do if it goes to zero is $10, right? But the downside is infinite. If it goes to 100, I've lost 90. If it goes to 200, I've lost 190. You just keep going. Just keep going. And there was actually something called, uh, so I was thinking of it as a short squeeze, which is when uh, basically the, the um, market starts going against them so badly that they have to fulfill the order. Like now they have to pay off these shares, but they don't even have the shares. The shares literally don't even, don't even exist. And it's not even as bad as you would. I mean, it's actually way worse than you would think. So when you see 140% on the market shorts, it's not that they're 40% over leveraged because like 70% of the stock, 80% of the stock isn't in the market. Like it's often some 
uh, in some fund or in somebody's like ownership pool or whatever. Like, so it's actually more like a 300 to 500%. Like the amount of fake shares here relative to the market depth is massive. Um, so they can't buy it. They, it's, it's not, not only is it that they have to buy up shares even at like a hundred or $200 a pop, but the, the shares don't even exist to do so. Um, but what I found out was that the thing that actually happened even before the short squeeze that started to kick this off, because all these people on Reddit after uh, uh, Deep Value uh, was pushing this for like six months and slowly his people started taking it more and more seriously. And they're like, oh, this guy might actually be onto something. And then this price started to tick up and it started to put increasing pressure. And then, and then enough people jumped on board on the subreddit and suddenly this was just a rally cry. Suddenly this was like a, let's wipe them out. Like this is such a clearly, a clearly a rigged thing. We could just hold this and never let them fulfill their shares. If we buy it all and don't sell it to them, they can do nothing but lose everything. And then suddenly that was the narrative. And when we hit the, what was referred to as a gamma squeeze, which um, the money make, I mean, the, the market makers, here, here's the thing that the element that I didn't understand is it's not just Melvin that has to buy shares to cover their stock um, or to cover their shorts, but the, uh, the market makers themselves, the one that write the shorts, um, uh, write the contracts have to be market neutral. So if it goes heavy in one direction, like if they're selling, if they're writing way too many shorts in the market, like they did, you know, 300, 500%, whatever the um, actual amount on the market was, if they write too many. Well, then that means that if it starts to go against them, the only way for them to have a neutral position is to buy essentially calls, to, to buy the stock in reserve so that they're not too heavy shorts or too heavy longs. Um, so the, the actual market makers were having to buy the stock in massive proportions uh, because they just aren't allowed to have a side in the market. And because it was rehypothecated to the short side, when as soon as the trade started to go against them, they had to buy like just massive amount of shares at market price. And, and then you just get this green candle that just goes to the freaking moon. Um, and it was, I mean, the, like in September, sometime like in the middle of last year or whatever, the stock price was in like a $3 range. Today, it's like $245. And uh, just like four or five days ago, it was like 17 bucks. I mean, just the, the, the hockey stick is just absolutely absurd. Just go back and like look at like the seven-year uh, chart, and it's, it's absolutely comical. And this just became this massive protest. Like this was the ultimate sticking it to the man. Some of the posts on the wall street bets is like the most like blood boiling, like, uh, like, like Viking yell cry, like rally cry shit. Like it is absolutely amazing. Um, and I've been wildly entertained by it. Um, and got all riled up on yesterday's episode, trying to, trying to make sense of all this mess, but it's been a heck of a show. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, so the, the big the big takeaway is here: the Reddit guys discovered something that was not cool. Uh, uh, you know, the 140 percent not cool at all. They figured out a way to spin it in their advantage to make a lot of money off of this. 
and at the same time to humiliate them, embarrass them, show the world that there was some illegality going on there too. And it worked out quite well. Well, now some people are quite frustrated with the situation. Uh, they did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong at all. Uh, they, they, it, was, it was a great financial opportunity they took advantage of. So what has happened since then? We, we have calls from all around. The, some people are congratulating them. Some people are calling for Some uh, there's bailouts. Who knows? What, what, what's the story now? And how does it relate to the, 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 the current uh, monetary system and Bitcoin? <laughs> Well, it's impossible for it to have been um, any, it's absolutely impossible for it to have been manipulation. Like on like Robin Hood or whatever, there's nothing but a buy and sell button. Like that's it. That that's Those are the things that you're allowed to do in the market. Those are the non-manipulation things. If you're buying or you're selling, you're solid. So there's absolutely no way the retail market uh, was quote unquote manipulating. Um, if they think that getting together in a uh, subreddit to talk about what they're doing is manipulation, well then, holy crap! What the uh, what the establishment did in response is so blatant, it's unbelievable. They literally just took away the buy button. The, the very people like Citadel was the market uh, were market makers in this instance, so they were on the hook as much as Melvin Capital were, and that's why they bailed out Melvin Capital for three billion dollars. But at the end of the day, that's what's that's what happened is they they completely rigged the whole show. They started force closing people's position. They took away the buy button on like 20 different platforms. Just you just couldn't you just can't buy GameStop. The only thing you can do is uh, pay for our short positions. All you can do is give us money. Um, it's it, oh, my God. It, I was so I'm so mad. I'm still I just I get absolutely infuriated just thinking about how blatant the corruption is. So all these buy buttons have been taken away for retail, but you'll notice the stock is still trading. Like it still has a, has a ticking symbol. And so then the question is like, okay, if retail investors aren't able now to make a lot of money off of this and the short position is still open, it's still at 120% of float or 120% of the, of the actual stocks uh, shares. Um, so if, if retail can no longer make a lot of money, pump money in, that means that insiders who are not locked out via Robinhood or E-Trade, those people are still able to make make money off this and, and could push this position even higher to wreck Melvin Capital even more. And so retail just sort of got screwed by, by a rule change <laughs> that the hedge funds and Robinhood agreed to. Because it was Okay, it so was, now that that, that that term that. you just used, that term you just used, they changed the rules in the middle of the game. So my, I, I that's that's a big takeaway from this. If, if you're in stock market land, uh, the rules can change in the middle of the game. And uh, I, I don't see why anyone would want to, to play in, in, in such a it's just an area anymore. And uh, it should wake up uh, people's eyes, uh, wake up people to Bitcoin, uh, in my opinion, that, that that's that's my first tie into Bitcoin. Um, I don't know. How, how about you, uh, Guy Swan? How are you going to tie it into Bitcoin? Uh, well, it's rigged. It's I mean, and it's just it's just absolutely rigged. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the analogy I used in yesterday's show was that imagine a football game where there's this there's the top 
players like, like there's this the, the ultimate team the cantillionaires and then there's the average joes and obviously the average joes are the underdog they never get the funding they the refs never call anything for them even when it's blatantly in their favor and suddenly they get an interception and run like a 90 yard touchdown and like at the one yard line, they blow the whistle, stop the play, pull all the average Joes off of the field, put the football on the ground and then say, well, we're just going to let the cantillionaires readjust and recalibrate so that they can they can deal with this uh, unexpected play. And then they just pick up the ball and run it the other way down the field while the average Joes aren't even on the field. Like that, that's literally what just happened. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a beautiful oh, analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful analogy, guy. So so I was going to tie it back into Bitcoin because another thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that people had shares that they could have owned, you know, for who knows how long. I mean, you could have owned GameStop stock for a long time. And so then they sold those shares without the without their consent, basically saying you opted into our terms of service and this is in there. So I think a lot of uh, the legacy world woke up to an important lesson that we talk about all the time in Bitcoin, which is not your keys, not your coins. And what you have sitting in your brokerage account is not in your control and they can sell it. They can do what they want without your consent. Yes. I'm <laughs> not glad you brought that. I am glad you brought that up, man. I am glad you brought that up. Huge point. Uh, continue. Reed, you're about to say something. Oh, just not your keys, not your GameStop. It was brutal to watch people just get liquidated. Their positions liquidated at the low robin robin hood just liquidated everyone who owned gamestop crashed the price sold they sold out at like 115 or something price rebounded and nobody had any say in it at all it's just brutal to watch um and a wake-up call that that like ultimately in the legacy system if you don't have the keys to something you don't own it one and two you aren't really robin hood's customer in some ways, Robinhood is more like Facebook, where you are the product. They are selling you and front selling your orders to a hedge fund. And that hedge fund is the actual customer. And so when things started moving against the hedge fund, Citadel, the hedge fund called up Robinhood and said, shut this down <laughs> and sell all of your customers' shares. Um, so, so ultimately, yeah. in Robinhood in particular, you are the customer. But but then in other platforms, even E-Trade or other retail platforms, where you are the customer, um, even those, they just took away your <laughs> took away your ability to buy and sell because it was moving uh, the, the market was moving against them. Now the government, uh, there, there was a press conference, and the the president's uh, press conference lady was asked about this kind of a broad question about you know what does the president think about the situation, and man, she just or, or what are they going to do? And she, she gave the weirdest answer, like, there's a female treasury, treasury secretary now. That was, like, the answer. Like, be, <laughs> you just gave a woke answer. We have a female treasury, treasury secretary. So that's, uh, that's good. <laughs> that's not solving anything. That's, that, that's not doing anything. Not that I want the government to uh, – but they, they, have no, they have no clue what's going on. They, they, they don't want to touch this, I, I think. So where, where do you guys think this is going to lead? Is it going to restore – are regular Joe's not going to be allowed to buy stock anymore? Uh, is Reddit going to be shut down? I mean, they're already the Reddit uh, was shut down for a little bit. Uh, these people are being, uh, you know, kind of classified as, as troublemakers, that they, they were on, in the wrong here. Uh, would anyone have a take on it? How, how's this going to progress? And uh, 
well, for me, I'm just like, expect the, expect the worst. So just get into Bitcoin, but uh, not, not many people are going to figure it out. Mean, some people are like, oh, well, 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 we can't do this with stocks anymore, so we'll do this with Dogecoin. Oh, okay. I have a bit of a perspective or, or a guess of where this is headed just in terms of GameStop itself, um, not in terms of Bitcoin. So I'll, I'll leave that to, to Cass and Guy. But um, now that retail is effectively locked out of buying GameStop, um, those short positions are, are still over leveraged. And so now I think that other institutions, other insiders will essentially take over retail's momentum and start pushing Melvin Capital and pushing this GameStop price up until they're forced to short or until they're forced to cover. Um, so, so in some ways, like retail started the, the wagon, has been pushed and then got locked out. And now you're going to get the contillionaires who are able to then uh, finish the job essentially. And so like until Melvin Capital covers their short position, this is an incredibly lucrative investment for um, some some other institution. And, and I fully expect some other institution that has insider connections will, will take that up. Um, so that's where I, I think it's going. I don't, I don't think this is the end <laughs> of the saga. I think it's now just unfortunately retail got got rug pulled and, and now some other hedge fund is gonna make a lot of money off of this. There's, there's one important point here that I, that I heard. These these congrats these retail guys for figuring out this anomaly uh, and, and taking full advantage of it. But it's it's very interesting. The other hedge funds seem to have a gentleman's agreement not to do this to one another. You know, when 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 somebody's got 140 uh, percent, uh, which is a total lie. Uh, why, why don't they call out the other guy? Because they're all doing the same thing uh, apparently. Uh, you know. And, Anyone could have figured this out on their own and taken advantage of the situation and created this, and it would have ruined Melvin Capital. But, but perhaps uh, the Melvin Capital's uh, competitors just don't get done to them, or you know, their friends would not. I, I don't know. There's some insider stuff there, and again, it leads me to why? Why anybody want to be in this? Market? I mean, I, I don't. I, you, everyone screams for years. It's fixed. It's rigged. It's this. And even if it's not as corrupt as people say it is, there's there's some shady stuff going on. There. And um, when you have an option now to get into something that's totally different, uh, like Bitcoin, where, where it's all out there, where you can have the underlying asset, where you can really understand what the underlying asset is. I don't. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I guess people are just trained to you know stock market. I can be a trader. I can be an e-trader. Whatever. Um, all right, uh, Kaz, your your uh, take on the future and how's this going to end and tying in the Bitcoin somehow? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here. So I think this is it fits along perfectly with the Bitcoin narrative that we always go into. I mean, we saw Wall Street Bets subreddit either got taken down or went private the other night. Their Discord got banned completely. So we're seeing the beginning. Uh, of some, I guess, some new companies uh, censoring, and it's we're we're seeing that already seep into financial the financial censorship realm as well. So it's no longer just your voice; it's now your free speech and your money. You, what you choose to put those things in your time and your value, what you choose to put that into, is now uh, 
under come into question. You can no longer purchase these stocks if you are this type of investor, or you can no longer purchase stocks that hedge funds are short in. So what does that lead to? I mean, does that lead to where the retail investor can no longer own anything? I mean, that's the road to serfdom that, you know, Michael Saylor talks about all the time is when, you know, the state basically takes away all your options to escape inflation and then debases the money right out from underneath if you like, what do you do at that point? And then on top of that, I mean, it's it's really breaking into financial censorship on an entire new level of payments and all of that. So what? This is the perfect example to introduce all these people to Bitcoin. So I've been heavy on my normie friends. This is the perfect example. I mean, it's it's Occupy Wall Street 2.0. And it's like everyone's mad at hedge funds. But wait till you realize how messed up central yeah, banks well, are. Yeah, well, it's... Uh... Yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, is uh, like what's crazy about this is that you get to see this blow up in this little microcosm of uh of GameStop um and Melvin Capital and Citadel and Robinhood and how closely tied they are to each other and you know all the insider trading and the fake shares and all of this stuff is it that looks like a disaster right um and in some strange way like somehow we're all like the the whole financial system is so fragile that this is literally shaking the foundation of everything. One stock is like threatening to crumble the skyscraper. Like in, in this case, like, I mean, there's, there's legit talks about needing the federal reserve to step in and give people just throw money at people to save everything over GameStop. And <laughs> like, it's showing just how fragile everything is. And the question is why? Well, that's because, the situation that happened with GameStop and the fake shares and the, you know, hundreds of percent more than what's actually available in the market being sold as, you know, as paper. That's how the entire financial system works. That's how our money works. That's how U.S. treasuries turn into U.S. dollar loans that turn into 10 times as much money on layer three at the retail level. Like the whole thing is this it just took GameStop, you know, two or three years to blow up and it's taking the dollar 30 to 50, you know, it just it's the same thing on a massive, massive scale. Um, but it's just broken. It's as broken as GameStop is. It's just waiting for it's just waiting for the right subreddit to poke a hole in it. <laughs> and and I think that as the yeah, currency, I, 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 I want to as the currency continues collapsing, oh, go ahead. when currencies do collapse, volatility goes crazy. And so historically, Bitcoin has been the thing that has been incredibly volatile and people view it as being very volatile. And as we transition onto a Bitcoin standard, we're going to go through this period where, you know, both Bitcoin and the rest and the normie world are volatile and the fiat world is volatile. And then eventually Bitcoin is much more stable and the fiat world is incredibly volatile. So I, I don't. I can't predict what the next uh, major episode of volatility is, but it is. This is not at all the end of it. Like it is going to rip through a bunch of different markets, a bunch of different fiat markets, um, before people fully convert onto a Bitcoin standard. But volatility is is definitely incoming in other places that we traditionally think are relatively stable, and you wouldn't have expected GameStop to go from. 
three dollars a share to three hundred and fifty dollars a share based on its on its past uh, chart. But you're going to see that happening with other charts that look relatively stable, look sort of normal, and then they have these crazy explosive either spikes or drops, likely usually a spike. Um, and that that's really just a, a symptom of a currency collapse more than anything. And so you can tell this whole story about Reddit and, and Wall Street bets. But if you take the bigger step back, it's like this is a symptom of a currency collapse. Price is going through the roof on, on something random. Uh, you think the you think this is bad news for the dollar, basically. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it'll take. I'm, a, I'm getting a bad connection here. Okay, <laughs> it'll take a while for people to realize that oh, this is actually just the dollar collapse. This is not like a GameStop pump, because you know, for the narrative is still around GameStop, GameStop, or AMC, or or whatever the like stock pump of the week is, but. Uh, the the deeper issue is the dollars collapsing, <laughs> and you don't yeah. want to be short. Right. You don't want to be short anything. Yeah, this is this is basically collapsing. yeah. This is this is kind of the end game, right? Is that we're in a we're in a place where we can't even move forward without the Fed constantly putting money in everything. They're they're not the lender of last resort anymore. They're the lender of only resort. Um, uh, hat tip Nick Batia on that one. Um, and uh, not only are they propping up our markets, they're propping up the European markets. Um, and uh, like everything is so tied together, like like it just literally we we can't sustain any any of this without another two trillion dollars every six months at this point. Like I mean, it's just it's absolutely absurd. Um, and um, uh. uh Oh man, I forget his name. I'm gonna, I hate it. Um, uh, but there's a really great article that I read on the show. It's from Bitcoin Magazine. I cannot. Tibald, Tibald, um, Tibald Marichal, um, uh, said had a great quote: "Is that Bitcoin is a volatile currency for vo for volatile times, and that's what we. That's literally where we are, and it's only going to get worse, priced in dollars, because like you said, the dollar the dollar system is is literally shaking. I mean, it could still take." 10 years to shake out completely, but man, it's a mess. I got, I got one final question for the panel here. We're comparing this to Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Occupy Wall Street was forgotten like a year later. Is this all going to be forgotten? All the normies that are up in arms now, are they just going to become compliant serfs again? Or uh, is this the beginning of something bigger? I think that's up to us. I'll hop in on that. I mean, we all create content here. We all speak the word of Bitcoin. And I think it's up to us to use this as an opportunity to frame the narrative that this is what Bitcoin solves. I mean, I had a lot of normie friends, like I already said this earlier, message me yesterday and said, I want to buy Bitcoin. Tell me how. And I said, okay, <laughs> you did my job for me. But trying to connect the dots between those things for people is still not easy and not everyone's going to figure that out on their own. So I think us, you know, constantly going back and saying, okay, yes, GameStop may have opened your eyes to this, but Bitcoin is where it's going to lead. This is where Bitcoin is the end goal and the, and it's the only, it's inevitable. It's what Elon Musk tweeted and which we haven't, we haven't talked about Elon yet, but uh, it's inevitable. So I think it's important for us to uh, step up in this moment and, you know, make it be part of Bitcoin's history. Um, you know, Bitcoin was created in, the, in this moment of doubt, you know, after the 2008, uh, you know, financial crisis. So 
everything that happens in normal financial markets is important in Bitcoin's history. And it's up to us to uh, make that known. All right. Pound that like button. Uh, let's uh, transition into Elon Musk uh, real quick. But no, do you do Guy or uh, Reed, do you have anything to say about the first uh is this going to be forgotten or will it be just another Occupy Wall Street or is this a, really a changing moment in time? I would say on the broader, if you take a big step back, this is Occupy Wall Street. Um, like this is this is that same frustration, that same helplessness. Like this is this is why the whole subreddit is like holding like, like some of these people were holding massive losses and saying, I'm not selling. I'll take this to zero just just to screw them. Like just to stick it to them, I'll lose a million dollars on this trade, um, and uh, uh, it's like that's a that's a protest. That this is this is Occupy Wall Street 2.0 that uh, is actually effectual. That is actually doing something and making them mad, like you know, hitting them where it hurts in their pocketbook. Um, but uh, you know, I'll say the name of the show uh, from yesterday. GameStop is the battle. Bitcoin is the war. Um, I don't. I think this is the beginning of something, um, and it's and it's a delayed extension of what happened in two thousand and eight, um, and it's not going to stop. It's only going to continue to steamroll, uh, and the end game is replace it, or we're stuck. You know. All right. Good. Good one there, Reed. Um. Nothing else to add. Well said, guy. All right. Well, we're going to start off with you then with Elon Musk. He puts Bitcoin in his profile and all of a sudden Bitcoin goes up in value. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what's there to say? I mean, I, I knew for a while if he actually buys it, uh, it is going to cr create quite a stampede. But this is not him buying it. This is just him saying a word. So is this just a sign of the times about how crazy things have become this week or what? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think that the price move this morning, we routinely get 10% moves in Bitcoin. And, and so sure, you can chalk it up to, to saying it was a result of him putting that in his bio. But there are many other things that that it could have been the result of. And, and it frankly could have just been noise. Um, so I'm not that interested in the price movement. Um, but the fact that the richest guy in the world is saying that Bitcoin is inevitable I think will wake up a lot of people um, to realize like evidently this guy has been incredibly good at capital investing in the last 20 years. And he's now seemingly saying this technology is the future and is likely a good capital investment, um, which I think will, will just wake up a lot of people who have been doubters thus far. All right. Uh, guy, your take on Elon. Same thing. Um, everybody comes to it eventually um, and uh, in their own way. Um, and I think a lot of people who uh, dismiss it have to take a second look, a third look, a fourth look. Um, and then finally something clicks. Uh, Elon has been dancing around it for years at this point. Um, I kind of think he had a conversation with Michael Saylor. Um, Michael Saylor reached out to him to, to like a couple of times and uh, Elon... There's absolutely no way. I mean, the 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 uh, likes and retweets on each of them. There's no way that wasn't the one that was the forefront in everything he saw related to uh, his uh, uh, comments about it. Um, I think he already has some. Um, I think maybe Tesla has built a position. I mean, we the only time we hear about any of these uh, 
companies adding it to their treasuries after they're done. You know, like it's like you get announcements like, uh, by the way, three weeks ago, we bought 10,000 Bitcoin um, at this price. Uh, nobody announces it before they do it. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of think that that's that's kind of my take on it is they all they all get there eventually. And this is a big this is a big um, it's a billboard, right? There's a lot of people watching Elon and what he does and what he looks at and what he thinks about. Um, and this is just another one of those. It's just a big domino, but it's just another of the many. All right. I want to thank uh, CS2 for the $5 in the super chat. You guys got questions? Do a super chat. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Kaz, your, your take on Elon. It's good for Bitcoin. Everything's good for Bitcoin. Um, I had a buddy call me at 345 in the morning and I was worried that something happened. And he calls me and he's like, dude, check out Elon's Twitter. He put it in his bio. <laughs> I was like, this is, you called me at four in the morning to tell me that? I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I'm happy. But <laughs> so I don't have a whole lot to add here. I think it's inevitable. Um, I think it is a little spicy because Sailor is having the conference with all those CEOs. I believe it's next week where he's basically giving him his their playbook at MicroStrategy for how they went about it, uh, all the legal repercussions and how to manage a corporate treasury and purchasing Bitcoin and all the reporting and everything you need to do. So I think it's uh, not too ironic that he does that about a week before. I mean, if you're trying to front run about 500 CEOs that you know are probably going to be putting a position into Bitcoin, now would be a good time to do it. So bullish. Excellent point. Tying it into the Michael uh, Saylor uh, conference there. Very, very, I like that. Uh, okay. Uh, Dogecoin, it's a meme. Uh, people were calling the uh, GameStop thing like meme investing also. So these, these two stories may be related. Uh, Nick Carter said Dogecoin is the gateway to crypto. That was a, a hopeful take from him because there are a lot of people that are just getting into crypto for the first time because of Dogecoin. I, I don't recommend that at all. And I, <laughs> I think it's, I, if, if it turns out being a gateway into Bitcoin for people, then okay, it's positive. But I mean, it's like at five cents now or got up to seven cents. I mean, it's quadrupled lately. I, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, I'll hop in here if you don't yeah, mind me going again. Please. Yeah. So I, I said this yesterday, I am a little worried. And I, again, go back to us as content creators. This is something that we need to stress during this time. Um, all, overall, I think it's bullish people going into Dogecoin because all roads lead to Bitcoin. But the important thing to move and realize in this movement, from my perspective, is that these guys are looking at what's happening in the normal financial world and saying, you know, this is messed up and this is corrupt and this is the establishment and this is how they do things. My worry is that they're going to come in and see the price of Bitcoin and they're going to say, look at all these corporations getting into Bitcoin for us to be anti-establishment. And we need to buy this this alt, which is now like Doge. So that's why they're pumping these alts. And you know, it's it would be a lot harder for them to pump the price of Bitcoin, I feel like. So they're not as interested in the long term perspective as Bitcoin is with these short term sort of pumps. So I'm using it as a. Yeah, cool. You found Doge. I'm not going to rip you if you're a normie and you found Doge because I know you'll find Bitcoin later. But just try to keep planting those seeds is what I'm doing. 
It's like, yeah, I'm not too interested in Doge, but uh, I'm really just interested in Bitcoin. Yeah, it got up to uh, it got up to number ten on Coin Market Cap too. I mean, this is uh, it's just it, it's something about the state of the world when people are just they know they're getting into a, a pump and dump, and they're just happy about it because that's what it is. I mean, uh, it, there's a disturbing level to it, an impulsive, disturbing level. It's very impulsive. Uh, I, I don't think we have long-term thinkers. I mean, that's what Bitcoin's all about, and uh, you know, if people really want to get back at the man, just it's very simple. Buy some Bitcoin and forget about it. But uh, people are impulsive. Uh, it, other two guests, do you have, do you have ta takes on uh, Dogecoin and what it means for uh, society and uh, the, the, the Bitcoin space? So uh, I uh, tweeted out under some thread about it, um, like yesterday, I think, um, that uh, uh, Dogecoin is like this phenomenon of people fascinated by pointlessness for its own sake um like dogecoin is is nothing like there's no there's no develop like it is it is literally just a joke it's just like oh look a thing that i can have that doesn't i, I mean it just it's it's the whole it's like here is a cryptocurrency that's just never gonna do anything it's just always gonna be there and we're always gonna laugh about it and it is a joke. Like it is literally a joke. Um, and uh, so, why not? It's fun. Um, like this is the the degens of uh, and you know, and that's that's Wall Street bets, right? They're just uh, they're masochists. They just throw money at whatever whatever the hell they can throw money at. Um, as far as like, unless I mean, unless you're in that game and you just want to. You just want to throw money at crap for the sake of throwing money at stuff. Um, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, uh, in fact, uh, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I tried to do, like, I, I have froth that I just like to play. Like, I, I got, a, I got like about $50 worth of a degen in me. And I tried to do like one of those swaps, um, like a day and a half ago for Doge. And, uh, uh, the thing got stuck. Like it's just sitting there pending still. I've sent like four emails. I was like, really guys, this is unbelievable. Um, so like, cause I, cause I was just like, oh, I'll degen for half a day. And like to like, you just, you just lose it. It's just gone, you know? Um, and like, it, like, I don't care. Like, but it's just like, imagine if that was real money, you know, somebody might be, no matter done that with like four grand or something thinking that they were going to triple their money. And then over the period of that time, it did triple. And then it comes all the way back down. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Somebody else has got your money. Um, so when when you know fifty dollars like is that much of a mess, and I'm just playing around just for having fun, you just it's just a you just don't do it. You just don't. Do it. <laughs> it's gambling. It, it is it, if you know you're gambling. Uh, well, then you know you're. But a lot of people don't understand that it is a joke. I Literally, mean, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's a you, so you can gamble with the joke, but some people think they're investing. You don't invest in a joke. Now I want to say, uh, Nano Joe sent five dollars. Thank you, dude. He said, "Fantastic show. Happy Friday and God bless." Stacking sats with the super chat. All right, um, Breed, you were laughing about Dogecoin. Any? any uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know very little about it. I've never purchased any. Um, that said, I, I do think that that. A lot of people go through the path towards Bitcoin of thinking first 
the dollar is real money. The dollar is the best money. The dollar has been used as money for 70 years. Let's use the dollar. There can't be other dollars or there can't be other money. And then they go to a phase of, wait a minute, what the heck is money? This is a joke. Nothing makes sense. The dollar is made up. Why don't we just invest in this other made up money? And then after going through that phase, they go to a phase of realizing that there are actually characteristics that make good money and learning about those characteristics. And that leads them to Bitcoin. So if, you know, if people as the gateway drug have to go through Doge and get burned a little bit, I understand that that's a common, commonly traveled path um, in understanding what money is. Excellent. Excellent. And I I, I do want to say, one going back to the original story uh, of game uh, of GameStop. If people out there want to make investments in terms of like getting back at the man, again, this GameStop. I don't see how the GameStop thing is going to end well at all for for the regular common person. I, I just want to put that out out there. I, I mean, the company might be cash flow positive or something like that, but it's not a company of the future and You've seen how much the "quote unquote" empire has striked back in terms of this. What they're willing to do. Um, so, like, if you got a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or whatever, I don't see how you could logically toss it at game. What anything in the stock market at, at this point? Uh, and that this is this is the point in your life that that's like, dude, the man is going to win. The man is going to win in terms of stocks. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see because uh, they keep changing the rules of the game. So I, um, for for all the people that are that are, that see it as an Occupy Wall Street type of protest and are willing to go down with the ship, I don't think it's a ship worth going down on. And that's why I'm, <laughs> I, I I think people should enter the, the cryptocurrency ship, the Bitcoin ship, which isn't going down. So just just wanted to throw that out there. I don't think I just wanted to clarify. Um, was, I, I think, I think this uh, GameStop it's going down to like where it started. Eventually, it will return to five dollars. It just, it just will. It just that's the way. And uh, the powers that be uh, will we'll make sure that that it will. Um, so, and and don't be. I mean, you could be angry that uh, Melvin Capital is going to come out a winner on this because they probably are somehow. Uh, but that's just that's just your lesson to to go into a game that is not rigged. That's not just a saying of mine. Bitcoin, this game is not rigged. I mean, it's it's something to really uh, consider here. Okay, just just one one to throw that in there real quick, uh, and uh, let's let's move on to uh, real real quick now. Uh, Coinbase is going public. They made it official. It's not an IPO though. It's like a direct offering. Uh, I I think it's positive. Uh, you know the. You know they're going to be able to satisfy uh, the needs of all the altcoin gamblers out there, and it's going to be huge news uh, brought to the space. And I have no problem with with them doing this. Compete, don't complain is, is one of my big uh, sayings here. Uh, Kaz, do you have any take on Coinbase going public? Yeah, it's good for Bitcoin. Overall, it will drive more people back to Bitcoin. And um, you know, personally, that's not where I buy Bitcoin, but. I realize that some people do. And overall, you know, I think it'll lead more people to Bitcoin, which is good. So good for Coinbase. That's about all I'll say on it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Read. I pre I'll, same feelings, same Kurt response. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't have to like Coinbase. You don't have to like <clears throat> Coinbase to wish them well. Uh, yeah, give, give them credit where credit's due. Yeah. Yes, sure. exactly. And uh, Guy Swan? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a form of continued legitimization of the uh, of the market um, and the asset and the industry. You know, like it's 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 the solidif it's solidifying that we've got a place here. Um, you can't ignore us anymore. This is now we're you know Coinbase is a huge company. Um, clearly, Square is involved in this. Like all of these institutions and stuff getting involved. The IPO is just kind of another extension of that. Um, but yeah, I'm inclined to think it'll make more people do stupid stuff like buy Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I don't, you know every every um, every shitcoiner is just six months away from being a Bitcoiner, um, even if they're reluctantly and angrily uh, doing it because they hate it, they're, they're holding some Bitcoin. So uh, just a matter of time. Um, Ironic you know timing with the news, though. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It, it was very interesting timing. Uh, but but I mean, personal responsibility. If you buy Dogecoin, it's your own fault. If you buy GameStock at four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it never, it, For the it, record, I'm bullish GameStop. It's just that you can't actually buy it anymore. You've been locked out of the market. But uh, the short <laughs> squeeze will continue. <laughs> Not if they shut it down again. I think they will. I can't I believe I, I can't be believe it recovered. I can't. I, I, was, I was like, oh man. It was like looking yesterday. I was like, oh man, it's gone. And there goes AMC. <laughs> there goes Dogecoin. There goes ah. Oh, they're all getting pushed back down. You know. But no. GameStop's right back up there. I'm, I'm, I got some popcorn, man. I'll tell you what. Oh, it could go way higher, I think. I bet, yeah. I mean, I bet they're straddling positions now and they're probably in shorts and longs and they're going to recalibrate and recalibrate and go for as long as they need to until they're out of their short and drive it up and then, then they'll drive it right back down. Who knows how high it goes, but uh, I bet the volatility is not even close to being done. Dudes, it's someone's gonna get what? caught holding the bag. I mean, it's musical chairs. One thing that I tweeted out that I just think is so funny is that nobody's like reached out to GameStop. Like, I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> like, I, like my 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 tweet was just that like like GameStop was just over there minding their own business and like you know trying to sell some games and like keep their website running. And every there's just a nuclear bomb went off, and they're like right at the center of this, and they're like over there, like what the hell? I was, I was playing Halo, and I don't even know what happened. Dude, watch they, them they, come out and acquire a big company or something with all this new <laughs> capital. It's like GameStop buys Delta Airlines. Yeah, they buy Netflix. <laughs> there was someone. There was someone that's saying they they can legally issue new stock now, take advantage of the situation. Um, GameStop <laughs> bails out Melvin. Well, okay, so let let's uh let's go. We got you talking here, uh, Guy Swan. Tell us the latest on Taproot and Lightning. What what what'll make people excited here? Okay, um, uh, Lightning is exciting as always. Um, uh, Taproot is uh we've got we've got it now like a couple of versions deep in Bitcoin, and uh we're I feel like we're in kind of the last mile in talks of like how I, I think probably like the next client I'm really like fingers crossed the next client we get a activation method 
Um, still don't know. Haven't seen anything concrete on it. Um, but uh, if you look at uh, Taproot, what are we at right now? Taprootactivation.com, I believe it's .com. Yeah, we are. Uh, they've gotten responses from all all the major pools and then tons of other even smaller pools uh, and just verbal support um, from hash rate is at 91%. Um, so at this point, I'm thinking, you know, if they jumped on it and we did like a 90% activation threshold, even if they did like a three-year BIP9, BIP8, like subsequent um, activation process that you know, could take up to three or four years. I think we'll get it in a matter of weeks. Um, I think we'll be, I think as soon as there's an activation method, like as soon as there's a release, we'll be two months from all the major mining pools uh, basically jumping on, um, or at least enough hash power. I hope they do 90% just because we've already got 90%. Um, and uh, and then from there, it's two weeks from lock-in to, uh, to, to ready to go. Um, and that's just going to be a huge, huge efficiency boost um, to uh, like, particularly with like as big as like the mempool is and stuff right now to be able to turn all of the lightning transactions into one signature, you know, um, like all multi-sig one signature. Um, uh, it, it's it's going to be really, really cool. And then uh, uh, Brian Harrington actually posted a Twitter, uh, uh, a tweet that I thought was just a fascinating idea was, you know, people are talking about looking for yield and like interest and uh, there's the lightning pool, um, which is a, a new mechanism called a shadow chain is how it works. And it's basically a non-custodial like market maker uh, service for lightning. Um, and uh, so what I can do is like, I can offer up like one Bitcoin in liquidity and be like, just match me with whoever wants to pay me 0.01 Bitcoin in interest over a period of two months or some something like that. Um, and I'll open a channel with them and uh, give them payment liquidity uh, because they're a business and they need to accept a lot of payments. And it creates a it creates a rate. It creates a reference rate for having Bitcoin capital. Um, and that's not that's that's not a small deal. And the fact that you can actually be matched non custodially, like I'm not having to trust anybody to do this. It's a decentralized service um and uh uh so brian harrington had this idea is that what if you could actually hold your bitcoin in a wallet that was a non-custodial service that just automatically put the liquidity where it was needed to in like in this uh, uh like open like market uh matching um and then just paid you a yield just paid you interest based on the people who needed for needed it for payments um and you've got a You've got a Bitcoin savings that pays interest denominated in Bitcoin, and like you've got you've got an instrument like BlockFi that's non-custodial, um, and I'm I, I just that that just kind of blew my mind, um, and I haven't gotten Lightning Pool up and running on uh, my node yet because I'm kind of trying to switch over to Umbral right now, um, and so I've still got plenty of things to to poke at, um, but something like a mechanism like that. That that's the thing that could steamroll lightning in such a such a huge way, and with something like Strike now on the horizon, um, like Strike going global, um, I I think I think this is going to be a hell of a year for lightning.
All right. People love when you talk about lightning and you talk about the, uh, finding out what the, the rate for Bitcoin is. That's what Nick Baccia predicted a while ago, that lightning would uh, help determine that. So uh, good for him. Someone brought up Nick Baccia before, but uh, that's what he was uh, very well known for. He had a great article about that. Uh, was it was a year or two or two years ago now. I don't know. Yeah, I've got uh, that one actually. And his second one, uh, both in audio, they're like 200 episodes deep in the show, uh, 200 reads deep. Um, but uh, I'm reading his layered money right now. I'm doing the audio book. I'm about like two thirds of the way through it, maybe. Um, but it's so good. And he's got he hits all of these things in far more depth in his book. And I'm so jacked. It's called Layered Money. Um, we're probably going to have it out. The book is already available, but we're probably going to have the audio book out. I'm shooting for before the end of February, but it kind of depends on Audible. They sometimes take a while to approve it. Okay, uh, good, good update there on what you're doing too. We'll get back to you in a second for your final words, of course. Uh, Kaz, did you have any, uh, I saw you nodding your head there. Did you have something to say about Lightning or Taproot or anything like that? No, I don't. I think Swan covered I think Guy Swan uh, covered it pretty well. All right, so we, we are at the end of the show here. You've made your debut, a glorious debut. I'm so glad <laughs> you, you showed up today. Um, tell us what you're up to. Every, all these guys are linked to below. Best freaking guest in the space I bring you every freaking Friday. <laughs> but uh, tell us what you're doing. People can follow you on Twitter below, obviously. But what's up with you? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Down the Rabbit Hole with Kaz Baiko. And I'm also just joined the team with uh, Swan Bitcoin. So my buddy Reed here. So, uh, I saw you, that. Swan. Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome. Hey, thank you, guy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, man, Swan is all over the place. So when I ask these Coinbase questions, that's why I get these big smiles. For <laughs> like every, I'm not trying to get Swan dudes on my show, but they're just they're everywhere. You guys have done such a great job of infiltrating uh, or just hiring a lot of people or just being affiliated with so many people. Every week I got a Swan guy on. Every week, and they're great. They're, you guys are all awesome. Uh, Swan and is way, like the quintessential like bitcoin company it's the bitcoin ethos it's like they do nothing but hire like serious bitcoiners if you don't have the bitcoin passion you don't even get you, you're not that you, you're i'm gonna throw out your resume um and they're like on top of the content creation like they're on top of the education i, I gotta say i mean i mean i'm a i'm an advisor so flamer <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know but um but i've been Swan just, I don't know. I don't know. They've taken over the, what I think of as a Bitcoin company in my mind. They did great community outreach. Their community outreach was incredible. Uh, also, Kaz, were there any other stories you wanted to talk about? Anything that was left out you thought was important? No, I think we covered the news. We did, okay. we did a pretty good job. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right uh, Reed, you're next. Oh, thank you for having me on. You can, um, if you can reach me at Twitter at Reed Womack. Um, and I run customer support for Swan. So if you ever have issues with your account, DM me right into support and I'll be the one answering it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. <laughs> of course. Guy Swan, you got the last word. All right. Um, yeah, just uh, if you don't want to play a rigged game, um, play the be a part of the one game that is provably not rigged. Like that's Bitcoin. Um, and uh uh, learn all about it, all about it. Hear about a third of the pieces that are on the Swan Bitcoin blog and every other uh, great piece written in the Bitcoin space at Bitcoin Audible. That's my pod, um, and uh, and also Shitcoin Insider. Um, 
but uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at either one of those Bitcoin Audible, Shitcoin Insider, or the Crypto Economy. Um, you just search Guy Swan. That's probably the easier thing to search. All right, dudes, we're making it. We're, we're ending this right now. we got 30 seconds to go before we get kicked off. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Best guest in the space every freaking Friday. Thank you guys for being on. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. We will see you soon. Bitcoin to the moon. What a wild time to be alive. Golden age. Thank you, everybody. See ya. All Good right. job, guys.